and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we recap the thrilling AFLW and NRLW Grand Finals and give a brief history on the art of streaking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, one who wears a very cool hat to the right of me and one who is in a brown job ball in London. <laughs> Keely Silva, Georgia Moore. Girls, how are we? Um, I'm good. It's not brown. It's oh, like a weird. It's weird lighting. It looks brown. Blue. It's weird lighting. Okay. Um, I'm good though. I'm good. <laughs> I don't don't have much to say. How are you, girls? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. My week was um big as always. You commented on my hat. I'll give you a quick shout out for my hat. My hat is from an Instagram page called Fry Baby, which is. Declan's page yep. that Marley works with yes. um, in ABC. He's also the host of Home and Hose on Triple J. Yes, he's cool. And it is Buddy 1000. Yes, I will describe the hat. It is a white cord hat with a red cap, like the cap bit. And then it has a little patch that has an embroidered um, Buddy pumping his fist in the air, then it has one and his mouth is the first O and then there's two other zeros. I'll put a photo on this story. It's fantastic. It's a great hat. That's so cool. I can't actually see it properly from here, but Um, it looks like a sick hat. The fact that it's a Buddy 1000 hat is sick. Yes, and they sold out like immediately from that game. So we were at the ground. Closer, closer, closer. (laughs) Oh, stunning. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Anyway, great hat. We've got to bring back the hats. We did that a lot of that last Ooh. year, didn't we? Yeah. Hat chat. Yeah. That's um, a strong start. I'll work on yeah, it. Yeah, strong start. How was your week, Marley? My week Marley, was... how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good. I had, a, I had a great... Oh, I moved house on the weekend, which was stressful. But then it was... I had a great Sunday, which we'll get into quite a bit. Uh, a little bit later on, up in mm. Redcliffe, the home of the dolphins. Um, well, with that... Bit of foreshadowing. Let's get into the first segment. <laughs> Feedback feels with kills. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I feel like I do this as like my own little podcast. Like this part is my podcast. <laughs> so like you're the spin-off. The I'm the spin-off sp- podcast. Um, a few nice feedbacks this week. Uh, one from Tegan Few, who is an OG listener. Um, she sent us a really big, lovely message, but I'm going to um, – Pick a one part out. That is, is good for the listeners. She said, I want more people to give you guys five-star ratings on Spotify. I think 19 rates is not enough. You deserve more. <laughs> and I was like, 19? Probably not that great, is it? Hey, I 19 better than zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 19 better than zero. I just want to read out just a few messages that I received over the weekend from a – he was a host not long ago, oh. Mitch Parker <laughs> – He's crawling his way back into the board. Okay, so maybe two or three He's weeks. waiting for one of us to be, like, knocked over with COVID again. Yeah, so, so two weeks itching. ago on a Friday, and I'm going to throw him under us massively, and we'll, I'll cop a message on Thursday. Um, two weeks ago he sent me a message when he was drunk saying, oh, it was Buddy Franklin's game. Oh, I can't believe I won't be able to talk about that moment on the podcast. Oh. And then the next day it was like, oh, classic drunk Mitch, because I was asleep. And then I was like oh, you're really missing the podcast. He's like, no, 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 like try and play it off. Um, And then anyway, in the weekend, he was in Melbourne, went to the the F1. We should have him as a field reporter. That's what I said. I go, if you record some content, 
It's on. Yeah. I get a message. There's talk of Ash Barty with AFLW and golf. She's writing a series of children's books. She's living her best life, isn't she? If it pops into her head, it's on the table. Also, a footy player tested positive for banned substances. Sorry, just been in the land of the AFL for too long. Need to get my sports chat on. And I said, you're really missing the podcast, aren't you? Aww. Oh, he's welcome back anytime. And then he talked about Newcastle. Anyway, it, goes, it, it continues on. Um, he thinks Callum Ponga should play for the Dolphins. I think so too. Maybe we need to get Mitch on here. Okay, okay. We'll have him back on. He's welcome on next week if he wants. This is your open invitation. Mitch, come in. Yeah, sweet. And then... I'm going to throw a G. She's going to tell us about this conversation and messages she received from her sister. I have to pull it up. So in the early hours of London time, Monday morning, I woke up to the most chaotic text chain from my sister ever and screenshot immediately and sent it to the girls. So first message is quite long and it says, OMG, dude, I was just listening to last week's pod super intensely and this hectic car accident happened right beside me. But it took me a good five seconds to register what was going on because I was really thinking hard about which female sporting event I'd like to attend. And then a few minutes later, don't worry, no one was injured. And then the best part of this, I feel, is that it says, sent with Siri. So, you know, she was like driving, but couldn't wait until she arrived to tell me. The next test is, I've just had a car thought, like shower thought, but car thought, not sure if that counts. What if Harry Styles and Lewis Hamilton dated? And then there's a pause for 21 minutes. And then it says, Never mind me. I just learned that Lewis is in fact straight and just a really good LGBTQI ally with a heap of angel emoji. <laughs> <laughs> she wow. is chaotic, and man. I woke up and I was like, that is the most niche train of thought. Like the Harry Styles, Lewis Hamilton combo fits for almost only me. <laughs> but you know, it's just very niche and I appreciate it. You know so what though? It, I it think was quite that- chaotic. I think that drive to survive, which obviously you introduced to us last year, but it has the the following of that TV show, as demonstrated by the kinds of girls I saw at the Australian Grand Prix. There is in the Venn diagram of Lewis Hamilton and Harry Styles fans. <laughs> Harry it, Styles it, fans. It, it's bigger than you think. <laughs> I think. I no, think so. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But just in terms of like car thoughts, very niche content. But yeah, the like following is mad it it caused the biggest ever 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 f1 crowd over the weekend in australia yeah so four hundred twenty thousand people attended over the three days that's mad quickly like on the the content i saw four times the g oh my god the the content that i saw there were so many different people there at the f1 like freaking out there was a video from baz Lanka of him and tanasi kokonakis again <laughs> like worlds collide freaking out because kokonakis fist pumped Verstappen and he was losing his mind <laughs> and they were all like oh and I was like this is so weird like so many sports in one much. video but like oh, it is but cool see, to see those worlds collide it's yeah. not that fun yep it's a little bit intense it, is it makes intense. me nervous <laughs> anyway um, we may have had an experience my, like that <laughs> my last um little feedback is about me but not from me okay it's from Brock okay friend of the show Brock Turnell Brock Degree on Instagram Brock Degree on Instagram of the Cedric degree from Harry Potter. <laughs> Anyways, so Saturday night, I didn't eat Saturday, okay, and I had going away drinks for a very – one of my best mates. He's moving to London town and 
Um, shout out to Zach. I'm but, stealing him. Yeah. And um, I got really drunk, all right? That's just she the, was that, maggot. That was it. That's just the reality of it. I got really, really drunk. There was a period of time where I had to sit down and close my eyes for a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's a mother's I couldn't open my eyes. No, I actually couldn't open my eyes. <laughs> I was just enjoying the music. Anyway, that was only for about 20 minutes. And then I bounced back, which was good for me. Um, and I got, I think, four in total, four follow-up phone calls the next morning, um, just welfare checks. <laughs> One of them was Brock. I don't normally get this drunk. I think that's why everyone was yeah. freaking out. And then It um, was the drunkest I have ever seen you. The video in the group chat was funny. Yeah, see, it's funny. And I didn't – no one had to babysit me, so it's fine. Brock mess, um, rang me the next morning just to check how it was and see how it pulled up. Actually, it was fine. And he said that um, on the podcast this week – I can quote him, yeah. and he said I was MVP best on ground, and I should give myself the three points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I which I was that. like, ah, oh, no. I love how she's like, it's not from me, but also, yeah, well, it's hey, about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. He goes, no, you can quote me, so you can call up Brock, everyone. I I back that he said that. It's very funny <laughs> because it's so funny because I was with Keely not drinking because I obviously had to work on Sunday, and when I left, I left with our friend Gemma. And I said to her, Gilly was really drunk, hey. And she goes, yeah, I was just thinking that. She was maggot already. <laughs> and that was pretty early. You're the, the only night. one who uses maggot. I'm not the only one who uses maggot. Okay. Feedback for next week. <laughs> if you use maggot to describe someone being drunk, please let me know. Just like how many people. Do you know the best word I've heard over here for it? They have so many different ones. Bladdered is my new favourite word. That's wow. good. It's like, oh, she was bladdered. That's a that's good description. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Is that because they're yeah. susceptible to peeing their pants? Potentially. Maybe just a full bladder. I'm not sure. But we I may need like to, um, we'll confirm with Tom Perrin. He was there on Saturday night. We get him to chat about the levels of drunkness. We'll get him to confirm which level I was. And he was on fire too. Yeah. We're all on fire. Yeah. Everyone was on fire. It was classic. Anyway, that's it. End of my segment. See you now it's time for a segment we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week. First up, we're talking W Grand Finals. Oh, W Grand Finals collectively. Collectively. I like NRLW, that. NRLW, AFLW. A couple of cracker games we saw on the weekend. We did. In the AFLW, as we spoke to you guys about last week, the Crows came up against the Melbourne Demons in their first grand final appearance in the AFLW at Adelaide Oval on Saturday. And the Crows won it again. It's their third flag showing that they're really building quite the dynasty in the AFLW. Gee, did you catch any of that game? I did. I didn't watch it in real time, but I made sure to catch up on it and mentioned last week was going for the D's, but equally happy for the Crows. It was a great game, big defensive game from both sides. I was speaking with my mum this morning actually about the point scoring element in the AFLW and how that probably needs to be the next thing to change. But it was a great game. Sorry to interrupt, but I would like to know more about your thoughts about the change of the points, as you just mentioned. Yeah, so... There's been chat about this since like the inception of the women's game about do you change the aerodynamics of the ball, make it heavier, make it lighter, change the size of the field, just like purely based on a power element with mm. the women at this stage because the games are often so low scoring. But, you know, that will come with time. But I definitely think the chat around the ball weight has been there for a long time. But nonetheless, it was a great game. Erin Phillips has been there for all of the Crows flags. She's the real 
champion of the team and she led them so great. And there was just like a lot of good chat about the Crows like reaping the benefit of really investing in their women's system. And now they've won more flags than the men's team have. So like just a really good example of where prioritising that gets you. And it was great. Go the Crows. Amazing. Did you see any of that, Killy? It's interesting you talk about the, the score element in the AFLW because I was speaking with a colleague on Sunday at the NRLW Grand Final and he similarly calls both AFL and NRL and he was saying the same thing, that that's a, that's a big issue and that's what in some ways has, although it's taken a bit longer, put the NRLW girls in a little bit of a better position than the AFLW girls because the, the skill level isn't or just even what the games look like isn't too different to the men's a lot of people that like you hear feedback from about the aflw is uh, people like to be entertained they like to see lots of points because it's exciting it doesn't matter male or female they don't care but i think that's why people are like oh i don't want to watch or i've I've heard people make comments before being like Mm. oh it's boring they didn't even score points kind of thing so i think it's um be a great way especially because these girls are so skillful but I think it'd be a nice way to invite people spectators in who may not be as knowledgeable about AFL like I feel like you get those fans when you have heaps of things that are exciting like we go to American sports like we may not know much about it but it's exciting because heaps of things are happening so I think to invite more and like more revenue that's probably the best way to do it. I couldn't agree more and this is what good old Trace and I were chatting about not long before we got on air here is like, and I made a note of that in the script, is this the season that the NRLW has overtaken the AFLW? Because we speak about so often how well the AFL do in representing the women's game and promoting it and all of those things. And I think in a lot of aspects, that side of things, the AFL might still be ahead in. But in terms of entertainment and rapid growth and crowd engagement, it just seems like the NRLW have boomed this year. And I think a lot of it is that aspect. We're chatting about like what makes that difference in the first place and the skill base for women. We sort of landed on it comes from having grown up playing touch footy or rugby sevens, which were accessible so much earlier and have such a complementary skill set. Whereas for the women of the AFL, there is no equivalent that was encouraged back in that generation that sort of could build that for them. So, you know, we've said it time and time again, give the, you know, six-year-old girls of today 15 years to get to the AFLW and we'll see such a big difference. But, yeah, the NRLW have really, like, brought it to them in terms of what's taking over now. It seems whether we like it or not, it was going to take the girls kind of proving themselves on the field to get people around the NRLW, and that's certainly what they've done. But I feel like if you're going to start any kind of new code, you have to do that. You have to yeah, prove, you have to to prove pe- yourself. Yeah. You have to prove to people that you're worth watching, they've male said, or female, it doesn't matter. And they've they've not only proved that their skill level is there and that the game, it's so good to watch, and that's what everyone I've spoken to about it, and particularly men, as I've said previously, who, who love it. They genuinely enjoy watching watching the game which is so fantastic moving on to the NRLW grand final uh, as I mentioned last week I had the great honor of sitting on the sideline up there in Redcliffe to to watch the game unfold and I was telling Keely a bit earlier just before kickoff first of all I got to speak to Dami Im which was pretty fun she did the national anthem and stuff and my um colleague said Marley I can see Dami Im just sitting on the sideline can you run over and ask (laughs) to interview her before the game started and I was like oh thanks mate throw me you know a tough one straight away but she was really nice and she um 
I ended up getting her to say because she didn't want to say who she was going for or, or what team she thought was going to win. So I said, in this case, you can just say the winner today is rugby league. And she said, and it was funny. Anyway, <laughs> but I actually felt super nervous before kickoff. Yeah. Um, it was so emotional. Like these girls care about it so much. And I think everyone who's invested in this game can see that and it's one of the great joys of it. What we saw unfold was a really, really impressive display from the Roosters. I know, I think we all, did we all back the Dragons last week? Oh, did Potentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah quote, Marley Silva, the Roosters played their grand final last week. And yeah. I was happy to eat my words, can I say, because they were obviously best on day. They wanted it so bad they were so much more hungry it seemed than the dragons yeah there was drama there was a lot of drama lots of girls got injured one of the dragons girls got binned for 10 minutes for a careless high tackle when bridie parker did an acl i have to tell that story actually so um one of the roosters girls bridie parker um she bounced off her knee and went down and as i was watching the replay i went keely silver would be in my ear right now saying that's a standard acl mechanism i said that on air and looked down on my in my lap at my phone (laughs) and literally as i said it keely had sent me a text message saying bridie parker acl I was like, she's taught me well. She's taught me well. Oh, so that, I mean, heartbreaking for they her. Play, they, you know what got me? They replayed it that many times. And I was like, okay, we get it. Like, I just I can can't see watch it. it. Like, yeah. oh, so sad. She was. Imagine being her friends and family yeah. if they're watching that on TV. Oh, you know, it's horrible. Want them to stop. And like, like, I mean, that's the thing that everyone fears for. And she knew straight away she's going, like, she was screaming, no, no. And yeah. I actually know the Roosters physio, um, Mel. Um, she's great. She, I played touch footy with her. And, um, like, like, I was just like, oh, she's in good hands. So I felt good about that. Yeah. But far, it's devastating. Yeah. And then um, one of the McGregor's, I think it was Paige. Paige, um, she went broke down. Her, or, or, or a collarbone, like, yeah, maybe. Something dodgy. Yeah. Like, and she was versing her sister Racine. Which was yeah. a beautiful matchup, I have to say. There was a few moments when they would like, um, Racine was tackling Paige. And like, it was really cool in that yeah. sense. But, you know, your superstars of the game really ste- uh, stepped up. Isabel Kelly, like, Sarah Togatuki walked away with the Karen Murphy medal, which, by the way, I think last week we were struggling to know what the um, Clive Churchill equivalent was for the NRLW. It's the Karen Murphy medal. And Sarah Togatuki was really, really strong um, and everywhere, and she won that, that day. But I have to say I loved watching Isabel Kelly. I think she just really showed why she's been a mainstay in this competition from its inception. And I spoke to Hannah Southwell at the end of the game and I loved how fired up she was because she goes, we had so many people doubt us and we that's what fueled us. They all didn't think we were going to get here. We didn't start this, this season like we wanted to, but we wanted this more than anything. And this just shows with all these people here today and what we've put out on that field, us and the Dragons, all the girls' this competition, that we deserve to be full-time professional athletes. Oh. And I was like, with the microphone in hand, I was like, fist pumping. I was like, yes. I like, only, it was um, so good. My only comment is that oh, I was heartbroken for the Dragons. I was too. Because I was uh, – Roosters played better on the day and that's just what happens in finals footy. But yeah. um, it doesn't matter that Dragons had a better season. No, nah, I know. Because obviously in theory I think the Dragons deserve it. But, hey, that's it. And Roosters are the winners on the end of the day. And I can't say um, – I hate that I like the roosters at all after this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I hate them, but yeah. the girls, I'm like, mm, fine. Yeah. yeah. Fine, and play on. Like Corbin Baxter. Like, oh, she's she's a champion, just amazing. Champion. Like she she really stepped up for those girls. She was such an incredible leader. 
on the field that day. And when I spoke to her at the end, like she's just so she's beautiful, so eloquent. Yeah. Like I love the way that she talks about it and the love and the the camaraderie that those girls have. Yeah, on the flip and side, the best photo of the like one yeah. of the best photos of the day is her with her son yeah with the it's her birth- it was her birthday as yeah well. i know i know so good yeah i also spoke to quincy dodd obviously a friend of the show she had the most hectic black eye by yeah. the way from this that was from last week's game a shiner and she was sad like she was obviously um pretty sad she's an ex she's the only ex rooster in the dragon side oh, that really hurts but she had a great attitude and she said you know what looking to the next season i hope we start from here yeah. I want us girls to start from here, from this grand final. That So when we get to the next one, yeah. we're going to be ready. And I yeah. loved that from her. So yeah. I think it was uh, – I just – I just think it's cool, what, like, you just see them all with their premiership rings on. Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's mad, like, just seeing those photos. And I, stuff. I just think where, where it's at, there was 7,500 people there, so it was basically a sellout at Redcliffe. You know, in Queensland, there's no Queensland teams, plenty of Dragons and Roosters jerseys, yeah. and all the girls are crying. I actually found myself tearing up on the sideline because of how much they – I mean, I'm a massive softie and I cried everything, but – I just think it was so beautiful and I'm so excited for where this competition is going. 100%. MVPs all round. We love it. The next story we wanted to talk about has come up because over the weekend we saw not one but two incidents of fans coming on to the field in football matches. Streakers. AKA streaking. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I, I... was hesitant to say streaking for both of them because one of them was fully clothed, and I think that's an important part of streaking, right? Like that you you were naked the other one or partially was missing the top. Exactly. If you missed it, I'd be surprised because I think both videos went pretty viral online. But the first one was a woman who got on the field in the Parramatta versus Gold Coast game. <laughs> And the second was a protester who came on at the Cronulla versus Tigers game on Sunday. When uh, the woman was interviewed post this incident, she spoke about the fact that the security guard who stopped her and has been criticised, yeah, put her on her ass, um, <laughs> nailed her. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of criticism around that security guard doing that, but she came out and basically said, "Look, I know I deserved it. That was just something I wanted to do and been on my bucket list." And he that security guard you know did his job and i'm fine yeah, it's she was whatever. fully like fair play to him yeah which you like own it seriously yeah the people criticizing him what would you have done yeah like yeah. how do you stop someone if not to drop them yeah like I, she wasn't and, injured and like oh i just hate that people always have to find something to whinge about like i'm like she she's still a streaker she's yeah. doing the wrong thing she's always gonna get tackled like she knew it who cares she had a laugh come on we're about equalities 2022 yeah, yeah. Play on. <laughs> and like i back her attitude hey yeah. i think that was unreal and so in the second incident- no no no. we need to go back to that one because if you haven't seen the video you need to go and find it when mitch moses has his hands on his heads and he's fully watching her get pumped it is the funniest thing ever like he's about to set up for a conversion and um she gets pumped and you see his reaction that was the best part about it i reckon you gotta watch it and so the second dude on the sunday i wonder if he had knew about the girl because so I'll get to the point what what he's talked about after this. Um, he's a protester. He was in a cape. She, he let off a flare. Keely, you were there. You saw it happen in real time. It was really weird, like because we didn't really know what was going on. Like you know what happens, and everyone kind of he's some part of the crowd be like what, and then everyone kind of stops. And I looked over, and then he's just running across with the, starts this flare, this big orange flare, and 
few of the footy players tried to grab him and were like, what are you doing, mate? Like, go away. And then um, security guards came on straight away, obviously tackled him. He went dead weight straight away, like <laughs> just being a piece of shit, like wasn't do- helping at all, was just like, Bleh. like didn't move. By the time he's like a tiny bit off, you like look to the other corner and two other people have run on and then someone else ran from this side. And at that point I was thinking, holy shit, Everyone's about to run on the field now. Like, I was, like, a bit scared. And then... Um, Gilly's, like, jing up for it. She's like, are we going on again, Yeah, buddy? like, is this <laughs> happening again? I don't know. <laughs> but the one of the other um, people who ran on actually tackled the security guard. He didn't ta- get tackled. He tackled the security guard. It's all over TikTok. You should find it, which is pretty wild. I'm guessing he probably got a worse final than the others. But they all got arrested. But yeah, anyway. so the main dude, he's actually been yeah arrested and he'll be locked up, I think they've said for three months. Because oh he's God. been a part of a really big protest movement that's been happening in Sydney um, for the last couple of weeks. It's uh, stopped big trucks and around the freight terminal in Botany Bay and all this sort of stuff, really hectic. But what's interesting and I think probably of concern for the custodians of Shark Park is that this guy has warned there's going to be a lot more protests at Shark Park at Cronulla Home Games as in, in the lead up to the federal election, which is like... Because of ScoMo. That's because not, of ScoMo. Well, it's not the Sharks. So what not. was he protesting? Climate change. So it's a... Yeah, it's it's about the government's inaction when it comes to climate change. Fair enough. I back bloody protesting that. I don't know if a footy crowd is is the one that's going to listen to you, mate. Just as a, like a maybe not your best bet. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one cares. Just as a bit of <laughs> advice, but yeah. So that that's interesting, and I think that they're actually going to uh, ramp up security at Shark Park. I was reading today, so pat downs, oh, pat downs. You know, metal detectors, whatever. Yeah, how did he get a flare into the stadium? Well, there's no checks. There's no checks. Like, check your bag and that, but if you've got it in your pants, like, no one's going to know. Um, Not that I recommend doing that. But all of this aside, it had us reflecting on some of the most famous streaking incidents in our memory. (laughs) And did everyone else think about the origin dude like I did? We have chatted about this before and spoken about the origin thing. I thought about that, but the best memory jogging of mine came from Batuta Advocate, stunning as always. (laughs) And they said Andrew Simmons, employed by the NRL as anti-pitch invader expert, like paired with two pitches of him absolutely decking streakers on the cricket pitch. And I'd kind of forgotten about that, but when I saw the photo, I was like, oh, my God, Andrew Simmons. Like, it happened quite a few times with him, and he would just, like, drop naked men on the cricket pitch. (laughs) That sounds hilarious when you put it like that. Well, in honour of this great art form, I did a little bit of research, as I like to, to find out the history of it. When did this sort of thing start happening? There is um, actually stories of, you know, dating back to like the 1930s when some woman who was uh, protesting her husband, keeping her from doing something, riding through their town naked on a horse or something. So that that's it's part of human nature, I think. Now we are in an era where we wear clothes all the time as human beings, so that's a way of protesting. But the first recorded incident of streaking at a sporting event actually occurred in 1974 at Twickenham in the UK during a charity rugby match between England and France. Michael O'Brien was the guy. Um, he streaked across the field at halftime to win a £10 bet. He was later arrested and a picture of the incident taken by a photographer actually won a Picture of the Year award for that, which <laughs> is pretty, pretty amazing. Cool. And then this kind of set off a whole 
group of people doing this sort of stuff. One guy did it at an Australian v England cricket test a year later to win 20 pounds. I don't think that's worth it. My personal favourite is the NHL. skating across the ice imagine lacing up to (laughs) skate on the rink yeah exactly so (laughs) sorry guys like climbing down the stairs sorry excuse me coming through yeah that would be jumping over in your skates you'll like this keely that first streaker in the nhl happened in a los angeles kings versus pittsburgh penguins game Oh, can you just beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Penguins? <laughs> <laughs> we watched them. We watched that game exactly earlier this year. We've you know what I just remembered? What? When there was a streaker and Sam Kerr bowled him, like, yeah, push. <laughs> was he streaking though? He just invaded the pitch. He just she invaded the trouble, pitch. Which was ridiculous. No, I know, but invaded. I just remembered that. Yeah, that she was... got so much trouble. Yeah. So ridiculous. Also decked him. Yes. Love yeah. Sam Kerr. Love Sam Kerr. I think that might be the best part about streaking is when the athletes do the yes. decking. It just makes it so much funnier. So much better. Yes. And this leads me to my question for you both. How much money would you need to streak? Where am I streaking? Your choice. Shark Buck. No, nah, because I'm not doing it at footy game, that's for sure. Um, I'd skate naked, I reckon. Skate naked. And yeah. also define streaking, like how, how, how many. Naked? How naked? Am I protesting? The chi- well, the, okay, this is up to you. Okay, what is the context by which? That <laughs> and how much money do I get paid? Yeah. Um, how much is the, oh, the fine? Do you know what? I actually don't think you could pay me because I just don't back myself to get far enough for it to be funny. And if the ground was a little bit dewy and I wasn't wearing appropriate footwear, like I know I would just make more of a dick of myself. I, um, oh yeah, look, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> I'd do it. 100%. I would do, I'd have to do something weird and out there like NHL or, um, you know, like some European soccer match where like I don't need to know anyone. Like, I'd probably make international TV, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to know anyone at the game. Well, go to one of Cammy Dev's soccer games in Scotland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know him. That's enough. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to it, I'd have to be in, like, a take-the-piss costume. Mm. Like, you know, like, not Borat, but, you know, something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'd need to be paid. I'd need to be matched, whatever the fine was. And some. You want to make a profit. You yeah, I got a plus double. Okay, so that's like if I'm pretty. Could sure be like ten grand. Yeah, yeah. I'm like it's a five grand fine. No, I, I want fifteen grand because I want yeah. ten grand out of it. Yeah. So I pay the fine and then I have ten grand. So you do it for ten grand. I reckon. And you're not like you're not fully naked. No, I'm not. No, no way. I would never go fully naked. I think I would. Yeah, but you're weird. I think I would just I, with like <laughs> no, nah, just like good running shoes on. Just sneakers. Yeah. Sneaker up. <laughs> I would, but I'd be yeah. Look, look I'd do it for fifteen grand. Let's not, let's not get into it. Yeah. Do we love them or hate them? <laughs> love. I love them. Love it. It's entertaining. I like, do at the like same the time, one at the same on time, Sunday. Yeah, though. the Sunday was It was annoying. too much. That's not what footy is. Like if you're funny, like you take the piece. Like the, the woman, I'm like, yeah, she, yeah, that's funny. The guy, I'm like, no one cares about your protest right now. I'm sorry, but it's true. No one cares right now. The point of a protest is to make a point, right, and to get people yeah. to listen to you. Not, and, it, and that's not the place. Everyone's going to be completely ignored and be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Anyway. What about you, Jim? Do you think that chick would just like saving up? You know how she's like, I, I knew I was going to get dropped. I knew I was going to get fined. It was just a bucket list. Do you think she's been like thinking about it? Yeah, I reckon she probably she has. And then she's also probably like, well, I can't go to a footy game anymore. So Yeah, you're also giving up on going yeah. to a game. Yeah, That's why, yeah, it's good to pick I a I have questions about that. I have questions about them actually being able to stop people coming into football grounds. Yeah, but true. True. Yeah. You're right. There's ways if you it. book under other people's name, you know, they're not face scanning. Yeah, you get around true. it. True. Yeah. Not encouraging it. No. <laughs> I've always wondered how they actually, because they're like, you know, life ban on NRL games. It's like. Can I also talk about the fact that the woman chose the right time after a try? 
what you know Game what I mean? Stopped. Yep. Yes. She wasn't yes. interrupted. That's, yes. See, that's fine. What that's when the, the dude came streak. in the middle of play. No, the dude ran on when there was a penalty. So there was a stop in play. But about um then there was like orange everywhere. The flare. And then someone wrote, This is the most spark the tigers will have all year or Ooh. something and I was like, Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, streakers. What a beautiful thing. Naked people. You the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done. Keely, we were just talking about Shark Park, and I believe that your DJ. Yes. I mean, I'm a, yes, I, I am believe, a DJ. I believe your MVP is related to that location. Yeah, so I was obviously at the game on Sunday, and when that whole saga happened, the DJ just did a brilliant job, and um, I've got a video of it. I managed to video the like last twenty seconds of it, so I'm going to play it in the microphone. <laughs> So the DJ played Bad Boys while he was getting dragged off and while the other protesters were getting tackled. And I just think that's just classic. That's um, it's really smart play. From yeah. DJ to DJ, oh. um, that's just clutch. <laughs> DJ Quicksilver. Yeah, MVP yeah. behaviour. Nice. Georgia Moore. Touched on briefly in the intro, but my MVP has to be Melbourne. It's the first time I've, like, missed home since I left. And I just think the turnout for the F1... And the weather and the vibe and the glamour on the grid and everything about it was my MVP of the week. Watching from afar was a little heartbreaking because I wish I was there, but I think it was just awesome. Drive to Survive has obviously done great things for the sport, but seeing Melbourne back in its element, like we mentioned, over 400,000 people turned out, like massive crowds for a post-COVID event and just like awesome so mvp goes to melbourne this week oh that's pretty good i like that yeah um my mvp it's i don't know why you're laughing it's (laughs) It's just funny it was just like real i'm confused because it's so vague oh yeah sorry i have no idea what's coming right now like i'm like i'm just like i'm buckled in i'm ready (laughs) it's not that it's not that but it just it it made me really happy that's all right yeah i'm gonna it made me really happy so keely told me about a week ago, two weeks no, ago, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that there was a a young man who's playing in the Sharks jersey flag side that I knew or that knew us, us slash you slash slash me, me specifically. Yeah, and um, his name is Kane, and I realised that uh, this young man I used to mentor when he was at uh, high school. I used to work for an Aboriginal charity that worked with kids, help them stay at school, help them have you know a bit of direction um, with what they want to do in their lives. And um, he was the sweetest kid, like very much in my group of favourites that I loved working with uh, just because he was, yeah, he was pretty quiet, but he knew what he wanted to do. And I remember on a a day when we were talking about, you know, your career, what your future plans are, he said to me, I I really just want to play footy. And I I kind of hate that I did this, but because I guess of what we're kind of conditioned to do, I said, okay, yeah, that's great, mate, but you've got to think of a backup because, like, not everyone gets to do that. You might not get there, whatever, whatever. Realistic. The percentages are very small. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, – I think now just as I've gotten older and sort of of how many people said that to me about being a writer and then I did it anyway and I hated when people said that to me that I hate that I said it to another kid because, like, yeah, the, the percentages are really small but – 
um, you know, someone's got to get it. So why would I even put a seed of doubt in this kid's head? And um, so, yeah, now he's he's basically chasing that dream and not too far away from it. And anyway, I saw him on Sunday night when we were out and it was just really nice to like see him. And I, I told him that I remember that story and he said, see, I told you. <laughs> and it was just, it made me so happy. Um, it's It's been a great privilege to have worked with um, a number of young people over the years and getting to see where he's at now like it's just like I mean I'm not claiming to have had any impact on that at all but I'm just like proud of him like it's it's like in some ways when I was in that role it sort of felt like I was an older sister to a lot of these kids not not in that super close way but that's what the dynamic feels like so um yeah seeing seeing that it just made me really happy and I thought that the people would appreciate that Now it's time for our final segment of the show, our ones to watch, where we recommend something to keep your eye on for the week ahead or the next little bit in time. I'll start, seeing as I finished with MVPs. My one I read today is there is a Ukrainian soccer club with a name that I will definitely butcher, Shakhtar Donetsk. Sorry. Yep. Um, there. They're playing a series of charity games on a global tour for peace that's going to raise money for the country's military in the war against Russia and support um, quite a few Ukrainian refugees. That is about to kick off uh, this Saturday. They will face a Greek team in Turkey. Um, And that's, yeah, a lot of funds are being raised. And I just thought that that we often talk about like the power of sport and, and how, you know, it can be a, a vehicle for, for change and then this sort of stuff. And I just thought that that was an interesting thing to keep an eye out for. Good one. Yeah. Keely Silver? My one to watch. I did have the WSL, the surfing was on this week. That is definitely a one to watch. Um, they just concluded the round of 32 today. But one that I remembered, and it's a shout out to Macaulay Crossan, um, friend of the show, family friend, all of the above who told me about um, this series on Binge, which is uh, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. And it is, yeah, a series about the Lakers. Have you seen this year? You probably have. Um, I haven't. I haven't watched it yet, so it's one to watch for me, homework. I know a few um, – Macaulay was telling me that one of the players, I can't remember the name, um, was saying that they, you know, some things were kind of exaggerated or, you know, not true to how it went. However, he said definitely still watch it because it's still great. It still, like, G's you up and – cool to learn about Lakers. Love it. Yep. G Moore. Love it. Despite them missing the playoffs this year. Yes. One to watch NBA play-ins start today, day of recording, so they'll be well underway by Thursday. The Nets are playing. That's Patty and Ben. We love. But <laughs> the boys. We're going to deep dive into NBA next week. My actual one to watch is the return of Nicholas Hines and Dale Finucane to Amy Park this Saturday night. 6.30 Australian time. Very excited. I think there's going to be plenty of banter, but they're very well-loved Storm players, so I think the crowd will give them a great reception. I'm excited for the game. We're going to the game. We are excited for that are as you? well. Yes, yes, we're going. Fun. Bit of a last-minute yes. decision. Yes. Because you know why? Because you know we had, how we had so much fun away last Easter, G, when you were here. We're like, why? We're like, we're not going to be in home. Sydney. <laughs> um, so, yes. Oh, actually, Newcastle, wow, that feels like a long time. I know. I know. Newcastle was so fun too. I actually have to give a um, massive shout-out to the Howard Matz boys, the Sharks boys. They start their final series this week. <gasps> 
If it's live stream, that's a big one to watch. I actually scrap all the ones to watch. I said. <laughs> no, I really want them to, yeah, to win. They've got Parramatta on, this fr- on Good Friday. So my week weekend was actually decided around the Howard Matz game because if it yes. was on Saturday, it wasn't, it wasn't going to Melbourne. Yeah, we weren't going to Melbourne, but now we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you reckon the Sharkies can get on top? I reckon they can get on top. Well, last year when the Sharks versus the Storm was so close. In remember? the first half and then they cool. pumped them in yeah, the second. Yeah, I know. But I, Who knows, eh? I think that it could – I think it'll be a very interesting game. And it's gonna, my only thing would be that Storm have lost at Amy Park already this season and that doesn't happen often. I think it's too fresh for them to do it again. Yeah, okay. mm, That's my see. opinion. We'll that's see. my obviously biased opinion, <laughs> but like yeah. that, that's my feels. I guess we'll see. Keely's doing a fins up. She's actually a shark. I mean, shark yeah. this week. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for you boys on Friday too. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Can you believe it? We're hey, here. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for being a part of it, for listening uh, to all our very loyal listeners who, oh my goodness, I didn't even talk about the fact that I mess, met Miss Crony this, this oh. week. Oh, let me just quickly say right here at the end, because she'll probably be one of the only ones still listening. It was lovely to meet you, mate. It's so funny when like podcast friends become people you see in real life. Real friends? Yeah, it was wild. Anyway. That happened. Thanks for listening. As Tegan said, give us a five-star rating. We need more of those on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Hit that subscribe button in whatever format it exists in on the platform that this is coming into your ears. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No. And other than that, I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. Great week and a fabulous Easter. I hope the Easter Bunny is good to you. Chocolate's all nice. Be a mum. Listener.